Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. It's the first official, proper, normal post-match podcast of the season. Josh is already looking at me like I'm an idiot. Psychic Josh. Not at all. I was just following yeah, the we did a special train of one. thought. You're we right, did we did a, one with Lauren. We did a special one, which has already gone into legend by the few people who listen to it. I got, we got a load of tweets loads on of the tweets, back of that. Yeah, which is great. Good yeah. reaction. Thank huge, you. Always let us know what you think. Huge, huge feedback. That's true. We've got, it's a battle of the bears today because we've got Josh Landy who is known by your mates, aren't you, as the bear. True. And we've got Gareth the Bear Parker is back. Not known, not known, not known by, by any anyone apart from by me you as, as the bear. bear. And of course now, these days, Gareth is whip it thin and thin. not looking like a bear at all. Looking like a kind of, you know, athletic bear. Yeah, yeah, let's at go most. With that. Let's Still go got with a full that. facial hair thing going on. Yeah. Tats. I'm just describing <laughs> Gareth to the listeners. And we have Alan. Oh, sorry. I've got to tell you, while we're talking go about on. the Pear Parker, yeah. just obviously I went to America for a couple of weeks over the summer holiday. Obviously. First day in San Francisco, within like two hours of being in San Francisco, start talking to someone. It was basically a, a, a five a side tournament going on in the middle of Union Square, middle of San Francisco. Yep. Someone started talking to me, what do you do? And he would talk for. And it turns out a mutual friend was Gareth the Bear Parker. Within yeah, an hour of being in San Francisco, Gareth got which, me an introduction. Which would have been really neat had the you know everyone thing been now included in this because it would have been, yeah, no, I do, even yeah. go other side of the world. But yeah. no, it, Listeners, before we started, I said to Gareth, you didn't seem to know everyone because he knew the people who were here before us. Um, so you knew the Bears playing football in San Francisco? I, I knew, yeah, the Cans who <laughs> run Street Soccer USA are friends and, yeah, we're actually partners of. Mine professionally. Incredible. Say, yeah. Incredible scenes. And Alan Alga's here, legendary 
Uh, what was your, I mean, Arsenal, uh, Arsene Wenger, um, realist. Realist, <laughs> yeah. Some say would realist, say. come on. Um, master of stats. <laughs> Have you got any stats for us? Loads. Oh, excellent. Loads. I'm really excited. Gareth has promised me an analogy involving, um, who is it? Um, Nick Cave and Kylie Nick Cave and Kylie Minogue. Well, that's forward love to. that. It's a new form of menu. This is, so we've got an analogy to look forward to. I'm going to have a, a rant about complacency. I think, I think the whole club reeks of complacency from top to bottom, I've decided. I was, was going to say, surely, the, the realist, re, we're all realists. Sure. We're all realists. I don't realist. know. Yeah. I don't know, you know. Yeah. Um, and, oh, yeah, we should mention this. So, basically, um, we've got a new thing going on this season. It's called Fan Duel. And whatever you do, whatever hobbies you have, bin them because there is a new game in town called FanDuel. And it's a brand new take on fantasy football, is what it is. So forget the standard season-long fantasy football situation where you're stuck with your terrible team, like particularly my terrible team. People will remember from last year, it was terrible. Um, Fan League duels only last a day or a weekend, so you start afresh every week. You pick a new team, you play new contests, and you compete for new prizes. So what happens is you pick your team from this weekend's fixtures... Any formation you want, just stay under the virtual salary cap of £100 million and players' salaries change every week, so you need to be on point with your picks. Um, so you play with your friends in private leagues or you can put your team up to compete against football fans around the country. And it's up to you whether you put your money on the line because they are free and there are paid leagues. So go to fanduel.co.uk or download the app and search for um, the, a particular, any contest name to enter. And there's a special offer for new u- users. Enter the promo code GUNNERS. And FanDuel will refund your entry fee if you lose up to £10. So you get double the chance to prove that you're better than me. I suppose there it's good go. if you just do a week-by-week FanDuel. Yeah, it, that's had the point. Because had you picked Arsenal players for this weekend right. just gone, especially defensively, you already might be sort of out of contention. So at least yeah. you've got an opportunity you next week. You have been a lunatic to pick some of the defenders. You would. You would. hey, we had some. Well, our manager that. picked we, a few. Our actual manager did it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's start with that then, Gav. You brought it up. <laughs> um, so... Opinions differ as to whether... So, I mean, you can understand him resting the, our internationals who got to the latter stages of the Euros. Can you? Well, because last year when he didn't rest um, uh, Alexis, people had a go at him, and he brought him back too early and said, oh, you know, he was knackered and that ruined him. So Alan's already given me the, the, the right. side eye. But it's let me just finish this, this point. Yeah. So in th- a lot of people said, oh, right, yeah, so he's resting the players who got far in the Euros knackered, give them time to, to recover, blah, blah, blah. I can understand that. But then when, in the case of particularly losing two of your central defenders um, to injury, you then keep to that plan and you don't just in your mind go, oh, maybe, wait a minute, let's just bring back Koscielny. Because mm-hmm. that would be better than playing two completely untested and untried people in central yeah. defence who'd never played together before against a really good Liverpool team with loads of attacking players. Why didn't he do yeah. it? You, you, I mean, you use the word complacent. I think it's, it was both cowardly and irresponsible. I think that... By hanging, and then post-match hanging the players out to dry slightly, having done that. Um, talking about getting experience. Oh, it's good experience. Before the game, these yeah. holdings first get experience. Experience comes, and development comes, playing alongside an um, experienced player. It, it would make sense to blood someone. You wouldn't want to blood someone in a game like that, but you could blood someone in a game like that if they're playing alongside a seasoned, seasoned player. By doing that in the way that he did, and then quite unbelievably, after the game, saying that we weren't physically prepared for that, oh, I'm sorry, that's your job. Yeah. That's what you're paid a lot of money. And talking about realism, and probably Josh is looking at me slightly, because I've never actually been... I was, I was quite angry, because 
On Sunday was the very first time I've been let down first day of the season before. That's not a new thing. But it was the first time um, we could see something coming a mile off. I think that everyone before, and there was a sense in the pub beforehand, there was a sense in the stands beforehand that we were going to get beaten, which is quite a sound when actually mm. we should be going right, we won in the league. And all of the rhetoric coming out of the club was, we're ready for this, post-City game, we're ready for this. And it flips around straight away afterwards. And by hanging them out to dry, I do think that if it hasn't damaged Chambers and Holding, they've got a lot thicker skin than anyone I know. And, and he did the same thing in the 8-2 against... That, that game. I mean, that, you know, he played completely untried and untested defenders and, and thought yeah, it'd be fine. But, but by giving people a rest and saying we're going to give people a rest and not responding when you say something... When, yeah. when the landscape changes, I think that by giving your best defender, in fact, in my opinion, the best centre-back in the league, by giving him a rest, that's one thing, the most creative and arguably most important player, and then giving... And I know we, dis- we disagree on Olivier Giroud, but g- by giving your only recognised striker an extended break, that's three key positions as well. It's not saying it's a flair player, we've got, it's a diminutive attacker we're missing. No, we're missing three key players because we've got mm. diminutive yeah. attackers coming out of our arse. Yeah. Anyway. Alan, do you think you should even have rested them at all or just brought them back? I mean, it has to be said, is there any other manager who's not brought their players back from the Euros that you know of? I don't no, know. No, I, th- I think West Ham are being quite cautious with Pae, but. You know, he's the type of player that, that probably needs a whole game to impose himself. But yeah. talking of West Ham, last season when we played West Ham at home, he didn't rush Alexis back. What he actually did was he said that he wasn't going to play him at all, yeah. said that he wasn't ready. He yeah. put him on the bench yeah. and then we panicked because we went right. behind to a team with all that f- full op- optimism of the first game of the season, much like Sunday, and then, and then panicked. And he was there available to call upon. Mm. Now, had Koscielny been on the bench, I think it would have been far worse for either holding Chambers or both to have actually been taken off and been made, a, made an example of. So I think on, on this particular occasion, he, he was stuck. But he was only stuck because he didn't act in the transfer market. So it was effectively his fault. But, but the decision he made on the day with what he had available, I can excuse him for. But on the day, sorry, but, he, but as soon as um, Gabriel went off with that injury, shouldn't he have gone right? Oh, back absolutely, back. yeah. Back, back, and put back, him in the team, I mean, not on the bench. Absolutely, back, back, back yeah. to the Man City game, yeah. Okay. Josh? I, I thought going to the stadium a couple of hours before the game that Monreal would be brought in at centre-back, given that he's yeah. done it before, and, he, and yeah. he actually did surprisingly okay. And you've got a very capable deputy in Kieran Gibbs, and it would just feel a bit more experienced. I'm not convinced on Callum Chambers. I don't think he did anything on Sunday to change anyone's mind. Holding, it's difficult to, to dig him out. He, he was not bought for this purpose. He was not bought to come and play a Premier League football game on the, you know, the first game of the season. So it's difficult to have a go, but I can't help but feel that Monreal w- would have been a slightly better option. But th- look, those, th- I'm not sure the reason we lost is, is purely down to that. I mean, that whole second half performance, we, we dipped hugely. Liverpool, oh, course, yeah. Liverpool were tremendous. Even Monreal in his recognised left-back position you know, struggled hugely with, with Mane, who, who tore him to pieces. So there, mm. there were other factors. Defend, central defending is all about partnerships, just as strike force is all about partnerships. And you get used to playing a particular side at the back and for Chambers not only to play centre-back to play left-sided centre-back as you say Monreal has played left-sided centre-back he's been at the club a while as has Chambers and I'm sure in training sessions they will have played as a partnership even albeit an Mm. emergency one or albeit a five-a-side one but they will have at least known each other's game a bit more this is is why I say it's irresponsible because Chambers is already clearly not developing in the way that everyone thought he would. It's, I, I think it's going to be very hard to develop central defenders in the way that you think of, say, the best two English centre-backs of the last 20, 30 years, Tony Adams and John Terry. 
both had two seasons where they made lots and lots of mistakes, the pair of them, to the extent where fans of both clubs would have been saying, Christ, I can't believe that guy's in again. You know, Adam's got the donkey stuff for years and years. John Terry got exactly the same thing at Chelsea. We now are in an age where centre-backs, especially young ones, especially young English ones, cannot be blooded at top clubs because there's pressure and expectation on every single game. And... I don't know if it's even worth buying them anymore because you're never going to be able to play them for two seasons laden with mistakes and then say, great, we've got a finished article three years down the line because nobody's going to forgive you for the first two years of them playing and making mistakes. I, I don't think you'll ever see a player like that develop again unless you put them on loan at someone, uh, a team that doesn't particularly care, like Stoke or Watford, who are going to end up mid-table and then you take them back. I think that's the only way centre-backs will ever develop to the standard that we expect from you know, one of the greatest players that's ever played for the club. So where's the tipping point then? Because for me, like, look at John Stones going to City now. He sings a young player who's riddled with mistakes, but it's acknowledged. It's acknowledged this is a part of his development. He made another mistake at the weekend and wasn't particularly dug out on it. Because it's... Uh, is there something about the culture of our club which doesn't allow someone to develop? Well, one, one of the biggest myths... Uh, I mean, there's lots of myths about Arsene Wenger, but one of the biggest ones is that he develops young players well. And I'll stand, by, I'll stand by this point. He doesn't. I would actually go as far as to say that he hinders. And you can shout that down, Josh. You're frowning. <laughs> uh, he actually I'm hinders I'm just trying to think of a on, on the weekend, and you, you could argue that, you know, Hector Bellerin has, has come through. Bellerin had a terrible young, game, and he's extremely young overrated. Iwobi is just brought in to <laughs> be, you know, Iwobi is the one shining light, I guess, looked, of the academy okay. in recent times. He, he didn't okay. have a great game. Yeah, I'm not Iwobi just judging on Sunday. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. I don't but, think we should, but I'm judging overall. And listen, I watch enough of the youth team games to know, I know. that there's a, there's a huge lack of development there. That yeah, I agree that with. Stems that, from agree one, with that. that stems from one man. And um, boy, I think it, people go far too far with... Why is it entirely isn't Wenger's great fault? ...developing young players. He's not. But why is it not. entirely Wenger's fault the academy hasn't got enough good talent? In? He he's, is he's in not. charge of every aspect of that club from top to bottom. Yeah, but he's not we going out it. finding 12-year-olds and 11-year-olds. He's not. But he's implementing a structure, and he brought in the Dutch guy... A season and a half ago, after the eight eight nil debacle at Luton Town when the under twenty ones lost, to say it's probably not working with Steve Gatting. Steve Gatting was still on the bench at Boreham Wood two weeks ago when they lost three nil to a trialist team from the National League. Now, <laughs> I was there that day, and I'll stand by this point as well. I could not go round that team and, and suggest that one of those players should be in that team. No, I, one of them. So there's a big problem there, and, and, that, and that all feeds its way up. And, and people like Bellerin, I, I mean, obviously his development was, a, a, was at Barcelona, one of the best places you'd be developed in the world, according to, you know, um, everything you read. But I still think that he has become overrated and relied upon and, and was exposed at the weekend. He's very, so, he's very, he's very young. Yeah. I disagree with you massively about being overrated. I, I think he's a phenomenal talent. I do think, however, he's very young and is used to playing alongside experienced defenders who will talk him through a game, who will yeah. pull him around a little bit, even like orally say, right, you, you've got to be stood here a bit more. He's, he's not positionally amazing, but he's got the pace often to get himself out of that but position. He, but at the weekend, he is playing, he did have a poor game, but he is also playing, and that's what I didn't get he about. He had a poor the, end to the season the sele- last season. Interesting. Um, <laughs> He, he is, but there was no senior players on that pitch who were providing any leadership. We left any. Oh, se- I mean that's standard, but, isn't it? But, 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 but with this, <laughs> where's the last one? Because all, because all is on the bench. Yeah. And we'll so, sh- uh, 
yeah, we have people who can provide that on the bench. That beggar belief, because if we are going to be clearly lacking what in certain you, areas, yeah. why would you... This team selection was, I thought, was, um, was interesting. Well, <laughs> Ramsey, Ramsey, I mean, get, Ramsey getting injured was almost, it was almost like, ah, there, I'll show you. That, that, I'm right, because he shouldn't have been playing either. Well, why was he? Why was yeah. he playing when... when he, he yeah, Ramsey was the one that we didn't necessarily need to put in the team. No. Whereas Koscielny, I wouldn't... Like, you know what? If Koscielny had played and he was out now for three or four weeks... It would be a hell of a, you know, a, 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 an upsetting situation, but you'd sort of want yeah. to accept it more yeah. than we now accept Ramsey because Kazula or Wilshire, you know, are both, you know, able deputies could have put in that midfield and I don't think would have suffered greatly. It was, seemed an odd decision. He, because he loves Ramsey. He's, he's, Ramsey's like his son. He yeah. wants to play him at all times. And pro- he probably said to Ramsey, do you want to, even though Ramsey's exertions, really, if you think about it, in the Euros were probably far greater than, I mean, you know, as, a, I, I don't, as you know, the Koscielny's, well, look, than, certainly than Giroud's. Uh, you know, who kind well, of scored a few nice goals and then did well, his usual. Yeah, we'll, we'll get, we'll back to we'll get, we'll get back to Ali But, but Ramsey, remember, Ramsey only played one more, like, to the quarterfinal. No, I know, I know. But, well, oh yeah, because he, he, he was, was suspended. Yeah, he was suspended. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people made that mistake at the weekend, saying yes. that he played in the semi-final. Yes. And, and why is he there? Yes. Because the others did. And again, that's another point where people have got a bit carried away and tried to hammer Wenger yeah. relentlessly where he probably deserves a bit of yeah. credit because he but did on the flip side you know, it's clearly not a universal acceptance of what is and isn't right because we saw Guardiola playing Sanya you know uh, on the weekend for Manchester City so there's clearly a differing opinion from medical experts in this field about what, what yeah. is and isn't acceptable what, what we can blame Wenger for surely I mean it, on um, Monday Night Football last night Jamie Carragher said that Arsenal have now become a team that you expect to lose on the first day of the season every year for various reasons so we've lost the last what three or four three or four and then in, in, three as, I, the as I tweeted yeah. over the weekend in the Arsenal programme they helpfully pointed out that Arsenal have never won the league having lost the first day of the season <laughs> so that was nice that's a kind of like the added bonus <laughs> cherry on the cake that, that's that exactly yeah. what you want to see like, on the what, train what you home, want to know. yeah so there's complacency there there's the fact that you know what we can address is there's two weeks to go till the till the end of the transfer deadline but the further it goes on the more the less chance there's of signing in it wasn't there uh, what, did, what? You, did you did everyone say this I've, 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 okay the, did everyone see david ornstein's tweets yes, about of the budget so unbelievable it, well very believable that, no i believe it but i mean unbelievable it, yeah, yeah. The, 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 that's the case and i think i was gonna i will hit you with my nick cage kind of like, what did, what, remind minute, us remind us instead so, of people, what ornstein like, um, said there was two back to back arsenal yet to agree a fee for mustafi um considering omer Toprak and someone kiar as alternatives mustafi remains priority and keen to join followed up by price the issue arsenal want to hold back funds for possible striker signing um, AFC transfer budget factors in fee, salary, agent commission because no other club plays those. Obviously, <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's just us that does that. Um, and actually, I think I say the the Nick Cave kind of analogy can wait. But the analogy around this, which I think just it occurred to me, I bought with two pairs of trainers today, and I'm hardly a baller. Like I, I, I like I like my trainers, but they were sixty pounds a pair. Didn't need both, but both enhanced my wardrobe. Both work with more outfits and both mean that I can do more uh, sartorially. Um, and they didn't break my bank. I have the money to buy them. Um, I probably might not have <laughs> such a fancy lunch tomorrow, but do you know what I mean? It's, it's about... And I needed them as well. Yes. It'd be a real actually, shame, I'm... though, if you saw a £50 <laughs> pair next week. That was <laughs> so much better. Oh, oh yeah. terrible. But, but actually, it's so ludicrous that... The need, and, and it's what, more like I'm more. I, I might, for me, the analogy is more like you've got a pair of shoes been wearing for the last fucking yeah. ten years. Yeah. They're on their yeah, last. No. They're practically. You could, there's probably nothing left of them yeah. left. 
we know they're shit, and you still haven't replaced well, them. Well, I, I like my New Balance. Um, and it's just that the Pegasus 83 is out in different colours now, which is what I've gone with. But no, I agree with you. It is, it is so ridiculous. And, um, but the, what can you accuse Venor of? And, I, and what I don't think you accuse him of is where the, the Nick Cave thing comes in is it's not caring. I actually think he cares too much. I think the, and the, the analogy is, you know, where the wild roses go, the song what? where Nick Cave and Kylie Minogue yeah. duet, and yeah. then he yeah. ends up killing. <laughs> yeah. And I think he's killing our but club. What does he but care about? I think about? he's killing it because... It's a good point. No, I, I want to talk about this. he's killing it because he's so close to it, so involved, so but intense he ca- about it. He cares he's not about, able to take a step back. He cares about something. I, I think we have to be careful as to what they... I think he cares about his reputation and his historical kind of legacy as the manager of the club, 20, coming up 20 years any, any day now. I think he cares about... His vision of the club. I mean, I think he obviously Arsenal, cares, yeah. about he cares about it's his Arsenal. Arsenal. He doesn't care about our Arsenal. He doesn't. I don't think. I think he's Where stopped caring Arsenal about the before? fans. I genuinely. I was thinking about this the other day. You look at his answers to questions in um, press conferences. I know you know you can't. Some, it's difficult to say too literally because he spouts bullshit every single day now. But I think he stopped. I think he finds it so irritating that the fans, a lot of the fans, whether majority or not, question him and question his decisions and boo him when we're losing 4-1 oh, no, in the first no, game of the season. I, I, love that. The, I think he I, finds it like that we're all a bunch of fucking useless twats who are just irritating him while he goes on his singular vision of, of staying in the top four, this brilliant achievement, by buying the fewest number of players possible and keeping the largest amount of money in the bank because stability, his vision of this stable, brilliant thing is amazing and an amazing achievement. We should all bow down to him. I don't think he cares about the idea that he is spending our money or not spending our money more to the point stacking it up in the bank and not investing in the fucking team and I think that I think that is the complacency and I think that's actually a scandal that he's literally we've got 150 200 million in the bank and he's so arrogant and above it all that he's like no I'm not going to spend 7 million too much from Staffer. I'm not going to spend 60 million on this strike, even though we desperately desperately need him no, I agree Sorry. That, that's, that's the only apart if you're not inside the club with a, a complete insight as to the truth behind all those things that you've just mentioned, mm. then that is probably the most rational explanation that you can actually, that you can actually come up with. Um, and it also means that it's going to continue for on and on, on yeah. and on and on. Until he, um, <laughs> we produced odds that it's four to nine that he's going to be in charge for the first game of next season. That's well over 66%. So... Basically, nothing will change. You know, he's, it's, 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 he's going to be there. He's going to be there this at the start get, of next this, season. Yeah. And I, I do you don't think, see Alan, how do you anyone think... can defend it anymore. No. I mean, well, that's, that's because what, it, I think, I think now, when I, I look at yeah. the, 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 um, the big staunch defenders of him, I feel now that, and I've used the fundamentalist phrase before, but I feel like now they're just doing it almost like as a hobby. You know, I feel like it's fun to be an extreme defender, a, a kind of completely mm. committed 100%. I don't think so. Yeah, it, I mean, look at them. There's a couple of them. I'm not going to name them because they're probably, you know, they're not here to defend themselves. But there's people who literally 10 times a day now will tweet slagging off anyone who criticises Wenger in the most kind of like yeah. unbelievable gleeful they like they love it they it's, it's you, you sometimes it feels like you're the smartest person in the room if you're going to take the opposite position to pure logic and i mean logic says that doing the same thing year on year after year after year and it not achieving what you want i.e. winning the league you have is a failure but they will defend every single thing he does they'll find a reason why it's better to not bring Kishani back they'll find a reason why he hasn't bought any players yet and that's fine and if you know the, and it just goes but on and on when, and on when you said earlier the one thing I did disagree with you on is that you have this idea that he only wants to be for, that he only wants to be in the top four whereas for right or for wrong 
I believe what he, he that he believes he's capable of, of putting together a team capable of winning the league. Now, but that's even all more us, worrying, Josh, because arguably, it means his yes. brain's gone as well as his, his <laughs> values. Arguably, yes, but you know, what I can I do? I think his desire to win the league the is not as great as his desire to prove he can keep on going like this. No, I disagree. Well, I there's think, a number, I think he's there, there are a number of fans that are behind that, though, Josh. Because you talk about those accounts that somehow have taken this, what you call a fundamentalist position, for Wenger. I saw one of them tweet a poll the other day that said, uh, top four under Wenger the next four years, or two seasons under Mourinho where we eventually win the league. 80% of that person's followers yeah, right, right. chose the Wenger route yeah. Of, of top four But then if their rhetoric is all pro-Venga, they're probably going to attract but, those. Uh, but it shows a state of mind. that illustrates is that yeah. those people have a state of mind yeah. that's well within the parameters of what yeah. <laughs> Boyd just said Venga's way of thinking is. So, I can bear the uh, point. It's like be, they are prisoners of this be, mindset. You could be yeah. there. I, 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 th- I, I think... You know, we always try to sum this up in the first 20 minutes of every podcast before we go on to the next thing. But there are a varying range of Arsenal fans, OK? So, so the normal joke at the moment from all the stupid banter accounts is that we make U-turns and we say Wenger out one week and then we win 4-0 and we say Wenger in. We don't do that. It's just mm-hmm. certain groups of fans shout loudest at certain yeah. times. Mm-hmm. There are fringes of those groups and I, I, I don't even agree with the ones that are roughly on my side. If you're charging the stewards to, to go and berate a 70-year-old man on the touchlines at the weekend, then there's something inherently wrong with you, especially in front of a group of kids at the front. Um, you can shout and holler all you like. What you're actually doing there is not changing anything. You know, your, your, beha- your behaviour is a disgrace. But there is a point, a breaking point for some people. And I think most people, just on, on the realistic side of things, will say... They can't really defend it anymore, and they do want Hang explanations. On, the, breaking, the breaking point can't be just Sunday's defeat. I mean, no, but you say it's, that it's, 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 it's symptomatic of the bigger problem. Sunday yeah. is symptomatic of the bigger yeah. problem, and I think that for me, and I agree, I, we've had this discussion on here before that I'm a fan. First and foremost, I'm a fan, and on Sunday I didn't boo, and I did like the, some of the stuff coming out about like are oh, people boo when Klopp got involved in the celebrations. Now, brother, they're not booing that; they're booing the fact we've just gone four one yeah, down. Yeah, of course, it's, of course. It, it's, 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 it, but but the fact is, I, I won't boo. I will cheer my team. I will never join. Yeah. I, I try. Having said that, and we've had this discussion as well, how do things change? Because it is that sense of powerlessness yeah. mm. um, at the moment which is most demoralising. Because I'm not saying I haven't got this huge chip on my shoulder. Oh, we deserve this. We, we, we are Arsenal. We, no, we need to earn it like everyone else. But we could. And it's the fact that we won't even make those steps. There's an indecisive nature around the club. Other clubs are decisive. Other clubs went, right, we need this. When we signed Chaka, and I was like, that's great. Cause we've mm. made it. Now, let's get another couple more in, get some pre-season... It's going to be tricky anyway with the truncated nature of pre-season, but let's get a squad together that can compete. Other clubs have done that. Yes, yeah. yeah, so other, clubs, other clubs have had... I think, I think the, this is what no Jeff, other... Jeff Arsenal asked me this particular yeah. question because he, 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 you know, he's, he's completely on that opposite side. And he asked me on one of the podcasts last year, he said, what are you actually expecting? And I said, the bare minimum for this club is to use all of its available resource to finish as high as possible yeah. and try as hard as possible in every single competition that we enter on behalf of the fans that spend their money. That's not a big yeah. thing. And but, I also yeah. followed it up with, if we end up seven or eight points behind Manchester City and Chelsea that are throwing millions and millions and millions of pounds at, at you know, um, 
big signings and things like things that we can't do mm. and we finish just beyond them having done everything possible to do that I'll take my hat off and say hey we got yeah. as far as we could we couldn't compete with it it was Leicester that beat us last year so there is mm. no excuse mm. and, and all the excuses fell away last year for those people and mm. we're not being unreasonable no. we're not being and unreasonable and also absolutely and also Graham soon has made the brilliant point I thought on uh, Sunday on Sky when he said remember what, what, what did we build the Emirates for? Why did we move to the And the whole thing has always mm. been, the narrative has always been, because to make us an elite club in <laughs> Europe and one of them competing with Real Madrid and Barcelona well, and Man United, well, then, it, then stop going on about that because mm. that's clearly not worked. Our figure, I mean, our figure for the 10 years we've been at the Emirates is, is minus 4 million, as in 4 million profit. Uh, that's all transfers, net spend, in and out, over 10 years. 4 million profit. So we've effectively spent no money on players for 10 years. In, in terms of the, what, what do we go to the Emirates for? It, it became to be, to be in this position. So we what are position? in that very strong Well, the position where we've got 200 million in the bank and yes, don't spend it and yes, finish the top four. that's the answer to your question. I would dearly like to see some of that money spent, but that is why we came here. We came here so we could make £3 million a game in terms well, of tickets. that's steps. not what we were told. We were told we were in that. We were told we had to do that. We had to build the Emirates to become one of Europe's elite clubs in terms of success. On the pitch. Well, I think we they're were. intertwined, the money and, and the success. Well, so hopefully no, no, no. the success is we're coming, either. I agree with you. <laughs> but the bank's but there to fund the success. Or at least, as I Absolute, said, of course. Yeah. fund of course. us trying to the best of our ab- available resource and ability to be as high as we and, can. And, and it's but not, do you, do you, what do you think will happen in the next two weeks, boys? Well, you, I, that's the other thing, of course. Hand on heart. What do, you, do you think I we won't sign anyone? Think it sh- I, think he's, I think he probably will sign Lacazette and Mustafa, on the basis that, like all else, they're, they're, for me, they both have the ring of all our, the Zakas and the, um, who was the other signing before him, who um, played on Sunday. Holding. You hold, no, in the midfield, you know. Um, El Nenny. El Nenny. The, we, generally, there's months and months of speculation when we're linked with those kind of players. And clearly, we're interested. And then finally, 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 a deal was done. But they're so, available. The players we sign are available. That's why I don't, I'm not so sure about the Lacazette thing. I think well, no, the no, Mustafi no. thing is he's available. Valencia uh, said they will me, sell him for the right price. <laughs> before, uh, uh, Lacazette won't be coming. Oh, fucking no. hell. All right. I don't, I don't well, so. scored a hat-trick at the weekend. They're quite happy to keep him. And well, well, now, but now, having said that, I, I, I feel, you know, I feel he's got to sign a striker and a, and a, and a central defender. Which, which strikers available in, in Europe? Weeks. I know. Because right. Erzl, we signed him. He was available. He was up for sale. Sanchez was up for sale. We All need right. to sign someone where a club is actually saying either right. financially they could do with it. Yeah. And, and that's why the Valencia thing is, is the Mustafi thing. The, or they go, well, actually... Okay. With the proviso that you're right, of course, all the things you're saying are logical and right. And with the proviso that, of course, the longer it goes on, Bony. why would... The, their clubs suddenly sell their key, well, key players and how, they, they can't replace them. Well, how about this, boy? But you go on. There's a, there's a great account on Twitter called Sock Analysis. There's a lot of uh, really good stuff, stats and things like that. But he was in an argument with an Arsenal fan the other day and he asked this question to all of his followers. The last, and, and you'll be racking your brains for this one, the last person that Arsenal signed, big established name, that a club didn't want to get rid of, as in... We went and right. took someone oh from somewhere wow. where oh, they didn't want to come in. Well, he, yeah, he had a good tournament, didn't he? At the yeah. time, and they, they needed we had a the good money, tournament. They? They, 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 they were they, being they, fined by their they, league. They weren't exactly struggling, yeah. But, oh, were yeah. they? Okay. <laughs> oh my god! Um, what about? Oh. Fair amount of dead air. <laughs> are we going back <laughs> to the? Are we going back to? 
well, like invincible I mean, I mean, a lot. Of, I mean, nobody came up with a good enough answer. I mean, people right. were saying Franny Jeffers and saying that, yeah. you know, he, Everton probably still wanted to keep him, but... Yeah. Well, what's know, brilliant we is we don't, ag- we don't agitate, yet we still, still piss people off. We, and, oh, we, yeah. We've annoyed enough, we've annoyed enough Liverpool through negotiations. Didn't even get Suarez. And made ourselves look stupid in the process. Something, you know, something. Well, there's not another. Right, so people had it? to go at Thierry Henry as well. I keep going on about the pundits on TV the weekend, but I thought yeah, that right. people. You watched a lot of TV. I'm a, I did, of course. <laughs> but I'm, I'm so that's like, your job. But the, you know, the point is because people, because the the, the, Wenger, the Wenger cult kind of get furious with other Arsenal fans and say we're all morons, and then they say, "How dare we? You know, have you got coaching badges?" They will do. That's a constant thing, isn't it? You're not. You know, he's been manager twenty years. Obviously, he's a genius. Obviously, well, on, on, in some ways, <laughs> Adam will challenge that. But you know, forget me. Of course, I don't know anything about football. I'm an idiot. I'm a moron. Yeah, blah 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 blah. I said we should sign um, that idiot Balotelli. People get reminded me. Yes, I didn't say that because we desperately need a fucking striker. So I even said that. But. Every expert on TV says the same thing, right? In, in different ways. They're all looking at different ways in which Arsenal are unique in the world and Wenger is unique in the world and these weird non-decisions he makes. But, Hang on, but you're, you're implying that Wenger hasn't acknowledged we need a striker. Which, of course, he has. Oh, no, no, I'm not claiming that. I'm saying okay. he hasn't fucking got one. Well, but Thierry right. Omri said, so among all the various reasons, Alan said, you know, what, what possible reasons can there be behind the scenes we don't know about? You said your thing, your thing, your story about us trying seven, was that right? Failing, trying and failing to sign in the... Yeah. We're on to number seven. Seven yeah. numbers, apparently. So there's all these theories of what happened. But Thierry Omri said, well, the other thing is that, that people don't want to come anymore. That, that, that yeah. you know, all the pro-Vanger people yeah. think is this great draw because everyone in the world worships the granny walks on. But, well, clearly it's what you with Vardy. Clearly, I mean that. Unless we all got that story wrong, <laughs> and you know, but sure, I, know, I would argue. I mean, I'd, I mean, I'd, that, I'm not. You know, obviously the guy's a moron and a, and a racist and all that. But he is, did score a lot of goals that season. He's a good but friend of mine. But we can't. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, but, Alan. I mean, but that, we can't attract. <laughs> clearly, we we're not. We can't attract various players for various reasons. No. There, was, there was no indication from him whatsoever in any of the messages that I had from him oh. that he that, that he was amazed about Arsenal being interested and. In, Coming along, I sent Excited. a couple of jokey messages to him saying, right. "I'll show you where to live in Hadley Wood and all that." Uh, not, not one single thing. He's also and, not really renowned for being uh, sort of self-deprecating. He's quite a confident guy that probably thinks he worries. Well, he is actually. I, I, like he's that. very different from this persona that that's been based on one I take video, back everything one I said. drunken video. <laughs> no, not just one. I mean, also if, the way that that um, double, the guy who looks like him, has had has been treated. That's been terrible from from the way that that's been perceived and, and played oh, he's, out. He's stalked his whole family. Domestic, I mean, let's not get into it. Let's not get into the Vardy. Let's. Podcast, I'm sure he's stalked I am his whole family him. and his but wife. But I don't think it, there I, comes a point when you say, "Hold on, mate, don't flip and be outside when my wife's <laughs> pushing the baby in a buggy because you want to walk right. along with her and I, get I, pictures." Anyway, I, I tell you, I We want our footballers to football. Would he have been an improvement the footballing team? I don't think so. No, no, fine. But the bigger point that Thierry Omri was making. That's the bigger point. The Thierry Omri point, which. Everyone slagged I know him off you're for. saying that we didn't want him. Everyone slagged off Thierry Henry for daring to claim that players might not want to come to Arsenal anymore. But it's clearly patently true. Otherwise, we would have fucking signed people. That can only be one of the. Re- if you really, if we, you know, they're, all, they're, also, they're also aware of how cash rich. So everyone is now. What's twenty yeah. of the top thirty clubs and richest clubs in the world now? The Premier League clubs because the TV Correct. money. So you've got that ability to go to a Crystal Palace and be paid the similar salary. You've got so certain players now are aware that they could demand. So if they're coming from abroad in particular, they'll be a bit more, mm-hmm. well, what's your USP now? What is, what is it that's going to set you as a club apart from another club I can go to that might be rebuilding? And then you look at the decisive nature and the kind of the brutal win-win-win efficiency of Mourinho and things like that. You would go somewhere like that if, you, if what you want to do is you win You line trophies. those managers we, up. Who would you want to play for? He doesn't, he doesn't inspire anybody. I mean, look... 
I've, I've, I've played the football point. at different levels that are not going to be anywhere near there. But you do sort of need that kind of inspiration, in, even, in, even in your work life. And, and, and management's a massive thing. Mm. Did, you see, the, uh, did yeah. you see the look from Ramsey when yeah. he was doing the whole head-scratching <laughs> yeah. thing? Yeah. That spoke a million words, I that agree, picture. Yeah. It spoke a million He's words. Then look at an old man scratching his head who suddenly lost it. And I bet they see more than we are speculating here as to how much he's lost it. I bet. I'm not convinced he's lost it. And I do, but I do understand the point. But that's ridiculous. I do All the proof's the ahead of you. 12 years of proof is in front of you. And people like you and Jeff say he hasn't lost it. I think there are cracks starting to show. It. It's I want to go back to a previous speak. point. He almost had a Koreshian hold over. <laughs> uh, we've gone a lot on the cult. <laughs> yeah. but, but he did. Like, I've seen expats I know a few of the guys who used to plan to him and they all talk of him in such a way as their playing time but increasingly now a lot of these guys are pundits and they are quite sad about what yeah. it's become because and you actually look at the Theo Walcott so Theo Walcott is a, a, a Wenger man he always has been always was mm. and all of a sudden now the, the, the clear fracture between their relationship and this ridiculous I want to play there oh but then the next day Wenger comes out and I actually agree with you that there is a, I hate the term "lost the dressing room," but I, I've played at various levels. And if you don't, if the majority of the team isn't happy and doesn't want to play for the manager, that will permeate throughout the squad. Yeah, Josh, I, I just want to make a point because we, we've been saying, "Go, oh, no big name wants to come and, and play for Arsenal." But during this we, podcast, we've signed. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, <laughs> imagine. I'm so sorry to say, we have signed nobody during the podcast. But if you look back to that invincible squad, I mean, it was full of people that weren't massive names, and, and that was the glory of, of Wenger. It was what Lauren, who, who came on the podcast, people uh, well, like Gilberto Silva. Every single, one of, every single one of them says that they took hold of the dressing room. Lauren said it on the podcast the other week. He said, he said. The you knew that if you, you were said dropping. no massive name wants to sign for the club. Well, that yeah, wasn't, but, they won't be, they but they we've managed to we win made, things without signing massive name after massive names name. We made big names off those players. The landscape is changing football, though. But That's the thing. The fundamental thing, and, and Boyd nearly touched on it earlier before we went off down this route. The fundamental thing, and it's something that I've always said, is the guy stopped being a good manager when good managers left the pitch and were there to mask his deficiencies. So as soon as he lost the people doing that job for him on the pitch, it suddenly all unraveled behind the scenes. And that is why, and nobody remembers this, but that is why when we were losing 3-1 at home to Blackburn in the 1997-98 double season, you're going back to the 13th of December 1997, <laughs> there were dissenting voices shouting up at the dressing room out in Avenal Road that he should leave the club because we'd just been knocked out against Payok Salonica in the UEFA Cup and... Uh, had two home defeats, then lost 3-1 at home to Blackburn to go about 6th or 7th in the league. And Tony Adams and Martin Keown took charge of that whole team, changed the tactics, put Petit and Vieira in more defensive positions, said at least one of them has to stay back. We went on a 25-game unbeaten run and won the double. Those two guys changed changed his tactics for him and won him the double. I think you're and undermining Wenger's role. Yeah. Well, at the point, the at the point David is. Moyes left Manchester United, he had a better record in his, all his games for Manchester United up to that point than if you took Wenger's, Wenger's first games, number of games to be an identical but you number say of the games. Same about Ferguson. It's a different... It's, yeah, well, I think it's... The landscape in football has changed so dramatically totally. since... Also, Moyes that, took over a team that had won the... But what I think is undeniable, what I think is undeniable now, Josh, now, 
and uh, you know, to, 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 to the Jeff Arthur, he's, he's just lost that aura in his camp. He's, well, you have, we're I mean, loosely. I mean, we're both pro <laughs> but he's definitely, but... but he's definitely lost that aura. I think he had you're an near aura. the middle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm you're, you're weakening. I think, I think, <laughs> I think he's lost. He had the aura. Whatever you say, I mean, we cannot argue about you know the extent to which that. That insight just now, whether you know he, his achievements, his—I mean, you did one upon a time. He was happy to buy seven players in a, in, in, a, in a transfer window. So you know, and I think back in the day, he, he was—he was an incredible manager, and his thing, his achievements, are incredible. And but I also think he had an aura about him where he was changing the way you know English football worked, and he was and all the diet stuff and all of that, and tactical and the way he got Arsenal playing brilliant football. But I think all of that has disappeared because. Now, he is the man with his head in his hands in the first game of the season who is completely, let me finish, who's completely paralysed, who's completely paralysed seemingly and can't buy signings before the end of the transfer window and can't, won't go out there and try and grab players from other clubs that aren't available, as we're saying, and can't attract Jamie Vardy, whether you think he's good, good enough or not, and can't even, you know, kind of make big decisions like bringing your central defender back... Bit early from the Euros because you the, fucking obviously all, need it. He did make a decision. All, this he is made all, a decision. Like no, a, but this is all complacent. This is all paralysis. This is all making making. But he, he's for, sticking to the first decision, not changing it. When clearly there's a problem. We, have, James, we, have, we haven't moved uh, with the, we haven't moved with the times at all. You talk about this kind of innovation and basically putting all our players on creatine and stopping them boozing was was almost yeah. what what he did, and it was great. And yeah. it was but everything changed, and sports science became more of a thing, and it became more competitive. The money became more important, and therefore you need. And he hasn't. Okay, and but, I know. But so by the time he was gone... winning trophies in 2004, you know everything had changed. Everyone else had caught up with that. But yeah, everyone's caught up. Not man. so much with the training. So the infrastructure of the club didn't move forward for a long time. And if he's got a finger in every pie, so People... I know sports scientists that have gone into work at that club and been appalled that it is still 2004 there. That there are lots of you can put all the fancy gadgets in a room, but actually the approach to certain things has, hasn't moved on. Think, so we're talking about, and mm-hmm. if Wenger is overseeing all of that, and we're such a well-resourced club, he's the one that's culpable. He's the it, one that's responsible. But for, he was standing back from all that. Isn't it incredible though when you step <coughs> back from it and think about it? Really, to go back to that question, if he just signed two players, if he just signed these, like he was still with the manager Starfleet, of those two players three though. weeks ago. No, hold I on. made this point. And no, I think, but he, at least he'd then, still but, be the one yeah. putting them on the pitch. You know? well, got, well, but this is my other thing. This is my other theory, of course. My other underlying theory, which I've been going on about for years, as to why he doesn't, in the end, do the thing that he needs to do. Get because I think he's scared. This is why he never took. This is why he never took the Real Madrid. I mean, I do think that's absolutely why. I think that's true. But I still think no, no, he'd have been exposed. He knows it. I think that's true. He's had he's had the opportunity anyway. Surely the Premier League but, but, is a tough But I think league. he's being ex- exposed to an extent. He's I being exposed he in a way that... Out, he's outmoded, and actually now, we're talking about him being the manager. What Talking about the Invincible season, you read Eamon Lawrence's book about these little moments he set up in training, so he didn't actually coach so much. He allowed the players to learn from each other and create uh, mm. um, relationships. and That's brilliant, but that requires the players to be a certain character and a certain technical ability. Yeah. We may well have the technical ability, we don't have the character now. So you need to see, as Mourinho did with Costa and Fabregas a few years ago, go, right, what does this squad need? Go and get it. Not just a big name, but what does this squad need? Mm. Now, the whole thing about Xhaka, which is one of the reasons I was happy we signed him, was this leadership thing. He's a young lad, but he's got famous leadership. Everywhere he's gone, he was captain at 22-23. He's great. Um, Him not starting the game, we haven't even mentioned that. And I know he came on and he looked not necessarily yeah. the sharpest, but yeah. he was having to come up to the speed of a game, thrown on at 4-1 down, come up to the speed of a very fast and furious mm. Premier League game, mm. where if he had set 
settled in the first half might be able to control it a bit more. That was confusing for me. Why we wouldn't play him again? Someone who seemed to be a leader. And it's again, about that character. You're right. I agree with that. But I, I still want to just, as we draw towards the end, and you know, we, so I, for me, if he did sign those two players, you know, if he signed, you know, a good centre striker, an out and out striker, you know, we don't, I mean, people are saying we might sign Mares, you know, there's one of, one of the Wenger. So we'll no, says, that's been, that's been, has that been, that can be gone, you know, whatever. Today. I just think if he did, then I would, I would, I, I would, I would at least back him, I would be back to, right, it's possible we're going to compete for the league, and it's possible he hasn't completely lost his marbles, <laughs> and, he's, and he's, you know, he's done his best to do what has to be done is to sign those two key players. And then all this other stuff, and we're like, all right, we'll see, we'll see. But Alan seems to be, Alan, most, most of you are saying, we don't even think that's going to happen. Do you think if, if that doesn't happen, here's my final question, if we don't right. sign a fucking striker and a central at back, and we have to have both, we have to have both of those things, then, I mean, we might as well give up, mightn't we? For me, I mean, really. We've got, you give know, up he, on what? Give up on hoping the hope is dies. Hang on, can I? So I ask you a question. For the back. I ask you a question. Give back. up on. I mean, you know. I mean, we if really we sign be, two players, yeah. do you still think you think we'll win the league? No, I think we'll compete. It's always about competing. Okay. Alan maybe right. alluded right. to it. That's all I want. I don't. I don't. There's no problem. Any two players We've now or those got. Two players? We're now facing. No, any. No, a good, a, pro, a proper striker and a proper centre. Only, only one team can win the league. Yeah. I want us to try our best every season yeah. to do that. It's a really simple thing. It it's a really really simple right. thing. I know. Support it's only six club. months ago yeah, we went favourites to win the title. Well, right. in, uh, in the yes. worst, in the yeah. worst Premier League yeah. since Premier well, League. Well, Josh, Josh, you shouldn't have brought that up because he, he, <laughs> he, 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 managed, he managed to take one of the most amazing records ever. And, and I mean, I put it in the Racing Post in one of my little write-ups, but he's now been odds-on for that league in five seasons where he's actually not managed to get over the line. If that happened to a horse in a race, it'd be retired. <laughs> it would incredible. actually... You're not racing anymore. That's, that's actually, you're, get, mm. you're, you're going ahead in a race. Everyone thinks you're going to win the race. Oh, no, you didn't. But for you... If that's exactly what's happened before, in five yeah. of the last ten seasons. Amazing. Before We've we gone get, odds on. Before we get to... Or you could argue he's punched above his weight in seasons we wouldn't expect what? us to win the league in terms of getting us to a position where we, where we could. No, because the way that those odds are worked out is all the mathematic, ma- mathematical modelling about those players... And about all the opposition that we have to come that season suggests that that team Correct. should I agree. mathematically From that position, win yes, the league. I, I totally, and someone trust me, I understand has managed, well, someone has managed them into a position where they made a mockery of those Correct. statistics. Correct, but if Arsenal started the season at 4-1, 9-2, whatever it was in these seasons, and he got them to 5-6 to six on, that shows he achieved something. Yeah. <laughs> he did, he, you can't have it both ways. No, but the, you can't the, knock the, him for not the, managing to see it through. Well, that's, that we've all, we've that's been like almost me. there for a long time. It's that almost there. I think that's the most frustrating. That how long has it been? I just that we only need these two but players. But the almost, I agree. Yeah. I just don't think we've had a squad to win the Premier League in the in recent years, and we desperately need additions. Would so come finally, that we will. if we before we get, yes. we've got to get to predictions, what's going on? It's less. It was physically capable of competing on Sunday. Yeah. What's going? I mean, what? What? I mean, what's going to? If we don't sign those players, those still think we're coming the top four. I think oh, if we had this squad now, we'd come we can to come to the top four. That's, that's an absolute We've mastered top fourness. Yeah, but it's a, it's a, it's a six-horse race. It's a six-horse race. Do you think, if that. Do you think we'll finish, if we don't sign anyone else? Yeah, I think we're finishing top oh, four. Oh, I, I, I think we're At the moment, we're odds on to finish in the, the top four. Thing, if you want to get yeah, odds back. Yeah, we are. We are. Uh, Gareth, but the one thing that Dwayne has proved beyond all doubt is he can finish in the top four, no matter what the fuck happens. And he's got that absolutely last year. Yeah. It was Mertesacker came out saying it was almost embarrassing the way they played last year. they know. They know, they, yeah, they know, know that they that know. isn't but, uh, but I true reflection. We finished fourth, third, seconds. Mm. Progress. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
There's um, no progress in terms of all the. Oh, the do you reckon this time next week we'll have got two signings? Pretty exciting. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. This is the away. mindset. Sorry, before we, this is it. This sums it up, isn't it? You're laughing. We're all like incredulous at the idea that we signed two fucking football players. Arsenal Football Club. We have the highest match day income in the world, I think. And we're like, we're going. Oh, it'd be someone, incredible. I, I read someone, be someone, someone said something like, "Oh, listen, he'll probably go and sign Greetsman next week." And it's like, actually, I read it and went. That wouldn't be, it would almost be like, see, that's what you want. And I wouldn't be, I mean, he's a phenomenal player and he's at the top of his game, but he's not at a club that is, and, and he works well with certain players. And is that it, is something that it wouldn't no be on the. <laughs> we, we, no we've got to wrap up, I know, but I just take the view he has been so public in his pursuit of Lacazette. There yeah. was clearly lengthy discussion yeah. with Vardy, whatever, whatever happened. It's been so public. I just, yeah. I just, I can't bring to myself to believe that no. some striker isn't coming to our club. Yeah, is going to improve our squad you, yeah. and hopefully. I'm with you. And if we don't, if we don't, no fucking excuses. I don't want anyone. I don't want Jeff Arsenal. I don't want those psychopathic Wenger people. I joked and you called a face when you said Wilfred There's... Boney. Wilfred Boney is available. Wilfred oh, Boney. And I genuinely think mm. that is more likely. Can I just go back? Your, your, your available yeah. point, I don't, I don't know, because when, you know, Thierry... We don't on, sign unavailable you know, players. Fine, but Thierry Henry, when he came to the club, wasn't being loved where he was. No, Dennis Burke, I mean, that's a pretty anger, actually, but Thierry Henry, what, you know, wasn't loved where no, he I'm was. Not saying that's it, okay it, that we take players that aren't loved us, but if we can improve them into much better players... But if players their club us. doesn't want them, that Tony proves they're not the very, Keogh very best at that too, point. Right. We need people to come into this club. I don't think Ozil's a bad idea just because he was not being given the... Oh, sure. But no, I'm not saying someone's a bad idea. I'm saying that actually it sets us back. It doesn't allow us to compete for the very, very, very best. Because those very, very best but you, will yeah. be shackled by their club. And what you're saying is, yeah, and what is undeniably true is you cannot now conceive of Arsene Wenger, our current manager, going out and doing the kind of sign, achieving the kind of signings that Mourinho is doing and Conte is doing. And you, you, it's, 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 it's inconceivable, wasn't it? And know, why is it so? Ozil and Sanchez are, were massive no, 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 signings. No, no, yeah, but they were, the but, the, but they were places that became available for various reasons, complicated reasons. Yeah, He's like, not going out, he didn't go out there, he definitely, we know for a fact with Ozil, he didn't go out and go, right, I'm going to fucking get Ozil now despite, that's not what happened despite the PR Whereas, that Jeff wants right, to but it just didn't no, I, love, I'm, the I love the fact we signed Ozil but you know factually that's not what happened and I'm saying other managers actually at elite clubs in Europe that's what they do they go out there and they go right let's get this player we know we need him we'll pay whatever the fuck we need to pay and you can't conceive of Wenger doing that finally what's going to happen against Leicester on Sunday is it Sunday? Saturday? Saturday we, Saturday 5.30 Saturday yeah, I'm going up to the game actually oh, I think I, yeah. yeah I think I am so. are you going as well? Yeah. oh terrific oh, we should talk about transport plans uh, one all for me. I just think we'll we'll do enough to, to get a point and, and get our season going. Alan, um, two two. Yeah, I think it will be a draw. Yeah, Vardy's definitely going to score. Obviously, three one Arsenal. Three one. Oh, Gareth, I can't see us winning. Yeah, I think it's going to be. Um, I think it's going to be like two all. Yeah. Someone said that already. You said I that. did, yeah. I'm, I'm go- You're allowed to. It's I'm like when you're allowed to. You both are yeah, the are. same thing. Although, <laughs> traditionally, we don't. I like different score predictions. Yeah, but obviously, it's a meaningless load of old nonsense. Um, thank you very much to everyone. It's been Alan, an Aaron, Alan and the Bears. It's been, um, obviously, sorry. For <laughs> what a great band name that is. <laughs> Alan, and Alan and the Bears. We're going to be back next Tuesday. Oh, we, yeah, we are, yeah. Good. Great. Uh, I'm sure we'll have signed <laughs> those two players. Yeah. We'll have signed... Um, Joe Hart. Joe Hart, Wilfred Boney, and it was that Joe Hart's. Who's that defender we were linked with? That idiot, that terrible Man United defender, Evans. Johnny Evans. Johnny Evans. We'll sign Johnny Evans, Boney. I would take Johnny Evans right now. Anyway. Anyway. Thanks. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.